Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 367 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about the Roth 401k, specifically the Roth 401k. And this kind of bleeds into you know, the Roth 403b and other Roth employer-sponsored retirement accounts, but I want to talk about uh, why they can be so important and why as we start a new year, uh, you may make some changes as to how you allocate your retirement money and the Roth 401k may be uh, a useful account, a useful tool uh, in which to do so. So I'll give you uh, the background on the Roth 401k, I'll give you the pros and cons, how exactly it works, uh, and then you'll compare it to some of the other account types uh, that we have available to us, and then ultimately tell you how uh, I use this particular type of account in my own financial life. So stick around for a discussion of all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, in our financial lives, we have a lot of choices, right? And there aren't a lot of choices, especially when it comes to investing, that are just inherently wrong, right? There are some that can work out better for you and some that can work out worse for you, right? Uh, but when it comes to specifically choosing the type of accounts that you put money into, um, the big thing is that you're actually putting money away for yourself, right? You're actually investing money for your future. Now, uh, obviously, there are wrong things that you can invest in. Uh, or you know, invest in, speculate, whatever, right? Uh, there are you know, wrong ways that you can go about trying to put money in or take money out if you don't know the rules. But as far as choosing the account type, um, I mean, there's several options and they all have benefits, uh, but many of them have more benefits than others. And the one I'm talking about today, the Roth 401k, or the Roth 403b or whatever, right? Uh, the Roth employer-sponsored retirement account, um, it's different and it's different for many reasons. And, uh, there's one specific reason that I wanted to talk about it today. It's because I ran across an article and it says employers adding Roth 401k option at fast clip. That's the, the headline, right? And so I thought, Hey, if employers are adding it at a fast clip, one, that means there must be some type of demand for it from uh, the employee, from the investor. Um, and it must be beneficial in some way. So we're going to talk about why that is today, but I first want to go through this article and see what they say, and then uh, there will likely be a lot of overlap between uh, what they say in this CNBC article and what I have for you today. So, the share of employers allowing Roth 401k savings surged last year, giving more workers access to the financial benefits that accompany such contributions. A Roth is a type of after-tax account. Workers pay taxes up front on 401k savings, but investment growth and account withdrawals in retirement are tax-free. This differs from traditional uh, pre-tax savings, whereby workers get a tax break up front, but pay later. Now, let's just stop right there, okay? 
when we talk about Roth and we talk about traditional, there's two typical forms in which we're talking about this. We're talking about it uh, in either IRA form, so Roth or traditional IRAs, and then Roth or traditional employer-sponsored retirement accounts, 401ks, 403bs, things like that. And uh, what do we know about Roth? We know if you put money into a Roth account, what that means is that you've already paid taxes on that money, right? So that money comes out um, of your bank account, of your check, whatever, right? Uh, you invest that money, that money grows, there are no capital gains taxes, right? There, there are no taxes on the growth of that money, right? That money grows tax-free. And then when you are ready to take money out of the account later on, right? Once you hit the, the specific age thresholds based on whether it's a 401k or a IRA, right? Uh, then you can take the money out and you take the money out tax-free, right? So it sounds like an amazing benefit. But let's also remember what the traditional does and why somebody may choose that over a Roth. The traditional type of account is going to let you put money away and get a tax deduction for said money, right? Uh, so you are going to get uh, your taxes decreased. Your taxable income gets decreased uh, by the fact that you put money into traditional accounts, right? Which can be useful if you have a very high tax rate. Um, you know, you can decrease the amount of taxes that you pay today. But what is the downside? The downside uh, comes on the back end. So you put in pre-tax money, the money grows, and when it grows, it does grow tax deferred. And the reason we don't say tax-free there is because ultimately you're going to have to pay taxes on the money that you take out, which may also include the growth of the money. Okay, uh, so the money grows tax deferred, and then uh, when you take the money out later on, you pay your income tax rate on that money. Okay, so it does differ in a very real way uh, from the Roth type of accounts, uh, but depending on where you are in your financial life, one may be more advantageous than the other. I personally, and where I am in my financial life, I spend a lot of time um, putting money into Roth accounts, right? I, I spend um, a lot of my investment money going into Roth accounts, right? Um, and there's many reasons for this, and we'll get to that uh, here shortly. But let's continue on. I just wanted you guys to understand before we move further the difference between Roth and traditional, okay? Now, not all plans let workers save in a Roth account. The percentage of 401k plans offering the option grew to 86% in 2020, up from 75% in 2019, and 49% a decade ago, according to Plan Sponsor Council of America, a trade group, right? So uh, there's been a very marked increase uh, since 2011. So 10 years ago, right? Uh, only 49% up to 86% today. That's quite a big increase, right? It's been increasing steadily, uh, said Hattie Grennan, uh, the group's director of research. That's likely because the awareness of the benefits of Roth accounts has grown over time among employers and employees who may be pressuring businesses to add the option. And it's very true. If your business does not, right, whoever you work for, your employer, uh, if they do not offer a Roth option, they could pick up a Roth option, right? Uh, so if you and other people think it's beneficial enough, go to HR, talk to them, uh, give them the reasons that it would benefit the workers to um, you know, have such an option. It's not extremely costly or in many cases, not costly at all to add on such an option. Um, and you could likely get the type of option uh, that this is yourself. Now, the profile of the Roth option uh, may have further grown this year as Democratic lawmakers have weighed rules to rein in such use of accounts uh, as tax shelters for the rich. A ProPublica article in June outlined how billionaires like Peter Thiel, right? I did a whole episode on this, and I'll put a link 
um, in the cards to this episode. But um, the you know PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel used his Roth accounts to amass great wealth. Now he used a Roth IRA, not a Roth 401k, but um, you know it really you know brought Congress to think about who should and should not be able to use said accounts. Now the largest employers are most likely to offer the option. About 91 percent of 401k plans with more than 5,000 savers uh, have a Roth feature. Okay, so. Um, you know, the bigger the company you work for, uh, the more likely, and, and that probably has to do with their ability to spend the money to um, offer such a, such a benefit to uh, their employees. Now, let us talk about Roth benefits. Now, I gave you some of them a moment ago, but um, let's just jump in here, see what this article has to say about the benefits of Roth type accounts. So, Roth 401k contributions make sense for investors who are likely in a lower tax bracket now than when they will retire, according to financial advisors. Now, why is this the case? Okay, let's just pause right here. Why would it be the case that a Roth would make more sense if you're going to be in a lower tax bracket now than later? Now, again, I, I want to preface this by saying uh, this is not a perfect reason as to why you should put money into Roth, Roth um, accounts, and I'll tell you why here shortly. Um and the opposite would not be a perfect reason as to why you should put money in traditional. But uh, just think about this intuitively, right? If you're in a lower tax bracket now than when you retire, right? That means you are paying taxes on this money now. And when you take it out tax-free later, when you're in the higher tax bracket, uh, then it'll be more beneficial to you. Whereas if you got a you know tax um, you know deduction for putting the money in like you would with a traditional account, and you took the money out later and had to pay taxes on it at a higher rate uh, than you would have lost out. Now, the reason that this is not a fantastic justification is that you don't take all of your money out of your account all at once. And ultimately, if you start very early um, you know, investing your money, most of it is going to be growth anyway, right? Most of the money that you put away is going to be growth. And so you may have, let's just say, right? I'll, I'll give you just uh, a basic example, right? Uh, let's say somebody is putting away uh, $200 a month, right? Let's say they put $200 a month away uh, for 40 years, right? So that's uh, $2,400 a year over 40 years. That means you contributed only $96,000 uh, over the course of your working life. So that means you got a tax deduction on, you, you decreased your taxable income by $96,000 over a 40-year period on average, you know, a $2,400 deduction every single year. Now, that's fantastic, okay? Uh, but let's say your money grows, right? So you uh, take the future value of that money, let's say it grew at 10%, right, over that 40-year uh, period. And uh, again, you're putting away $200 uh, per month, and you started with nothing. That would leave you with $1.264 million uh, when you retired, okay? Now, you would have that much in your account, but every amount that you took out would be taxable, okay? Now, they make the argument, they say, okay, well, you know, if you're going to be in a higher tax bracket later, uh, then, you know, you should put money into, into Roth accounts, but, you know, many people in retirement are in lower tax brackets, and so uh, you should take the deduction of the traditional uh, accounts. I say no, and here's why I say no, because I am not taking out everything all at once, 
you have to think that there's a ton of growth there, right? The difference between uh, the 1.264 million uh, and the $96,000 that you put away is $1.168 million of growth that's sitting there, right? And that growth, let's just say, uh, if that money was put into uh, a brokerage account, right? A taxable brokerage account. And, you know, we're talking about capital gains. That growth would be taxed at 15 or 20%, depending on what your taxable income is, right? Or if it's less than 80,000 for a married couple or 40,000 for a single filer, then we're talking 0%, right? So it would take that lower tax, you know, tax rate on. But if you took a traditional account, right? And you took that money out later on, you would have to pay your income tax rate, right? Not the more favorable capital gains rate. So, so even compared to a brokerage account, it wouldn't be valuable to do this. Even more so, right? You're taking all of this growth and you can make it tax-free with Roth accounts. So when we're talking about Roth benefits, right? You can take all of this growth and make it tax-free. Whereas with a, a traditional account, you're taking all of this growth and you're actually in many cases, stepping up the taxable income on the growth uh, from what it would even be on a taxable account, uh, like just a taxable brokerage account, right? And I know this is a little technical for some of you guys, but this is one of the big reasons why I think for most people, Roth makes the most sense. Because again, we're not taking everything out at once. Of course, if you know you grew a Roth and a traditional side-by-side -side, uh, and you were putting the exact same amount of money into each, right? They would grow to the exact same thing if they're invested in the exact same thing. Right? And yes, when you take money out of the traditional, you're going to have to pay taxes on it, right? which is a reason that I don't like the traditional. right? But the whole argument of paying taxes today versus paying taxes later, we're only paying taxes here on $96,000 or $2,400 a year extra uh, in this example, right? which is negligible taxes, right? to save on having to pay taxes on $1.168 million later on. I'm willing uh, to look at that and go, I don't wanna pay taxes on 1.168 million. I would rather pay taxes on 96,000 extra dollars during my working life. So nonetheless, I just wanna tell you that I like Roth, right? You can take the tax deduction and if you make a really high income and you know, obviously there are income limits to the tax deduction that you can take, but um, then traditional may work out for you if you're or if you're close to retirement and you're in peak earning years, it may be uh, advantageous. But it's difficult to look at somebody who has 20, 30, 40 plus years uh, to invest and not tell them that the Roth option is 100% the best option because all of that growth, you aren't going to have to pay taxes on it, which is super, super beneficial. So nonetheless, right, uh, we continue. Now, it's impossible to know what your tax rates or exact financial situation will be in retirement. This is continuing in this article, uh, which may be decades in the future. However, there are some guiding principles for Roth, right? Um, like I said a moment ago, Roth accounts will generally make sense for young people, right? Again, the, the lower income um, you know, argument works there, right? You have a, a lower income, higher earning years ahead, and you have time to build up all of that growth in your account and then ultimately not have to pay taxes on any of it. Now, some may shun Roth savings because they assume both their spending and tax brackets will fall uh, when they retire, but that does not always happen. And like I said, even if they fall, even if those tax brackets fall, um, then we're still talking about zero taxes on a lot of growth uh, or taxes on a lot of growth. So nonetheless, now 
there are benefits to Roth accounts beyond tax savings, okay? So for example, savers who roll their Roth 401k money into Roth IRAs, they don't have to take required minimum distributions. The same is not true for traditional pre-tax accounts. Retirees must pull funds from their pre-tax accounts starting at age 72, even if they do not need the money, right? This is a big thing. When I worked as an investment advisor representative, a lot of our uh, clients were aging, right? A lot of our clients were uh, 70 and, you know, a few years ago, the uh, RMD required minimum distribution age was 70 and a half, right? But they moved it up to 72, which I think was a, a good move, right? The longer that we can let people's money grow without forcing them to take it out uh, of these tax advantaged accounts is, is beneficial. Uh, but we had a lot of clients that had to take RMDs, right? And we had to know how to, you know, help them in that place. And uh, RMDs are, you know, a hassle if you don't need the money otherwise, and you could have just let the money grow. Uh, but we don't want to have to deal with RMDs all else equal. Now, Roth savings can also help reduce annual premiums for Medicare Part B. Now, you may not think this is a big deal, but the higher your taxable income is in retirement, right, the higher your Medicare Part B costs are going to be, right? It's all based on income. Well, if you have Roth savings and you take off, you can take off a million dollars of your Roth account in a year, and guess how much taxes you pay on that? You pay zero taxes, right? So if you pay zero taxes on all that money that you took out of your Roth accounts, then you pay the minimum uh, in Medicare Part B costs that would be uh, required from you, right? Again, because they're based on taxable income. Now, some advisors recommend allocating 401k savings to both pre-tax and Roth, regardless of age, as a hedge and diversification strategy. I mean, whatever you want to do, right? Uh, but again, having the, especially the longer amount of time you have to grow money in a Roth 401k, um, it's just hard to say that you wouldn't want a bunch of tax-free growth later on. That, again, that example, $96,000 of contributions uh, on which you know we can deduct that from our taxes versus you know 1.168 million dollars um, in growth that can be tax-free. I, I like that tax-free growth. So nonetheless, now investor use of Roth 401k savings has increased in recent years, along with broader availability. About 26% of workers who save in their 401k plan use the Roth option in 2020, up from 18% in 2016, according according to the Plan Sponsor Council of America. The use tends to lag a little bit behind availability as companies do education around it, uh, Grinning, the individual I, I quoted earlier said. Now, what about roadblocks, right? There are several reasons why people may not be making Roth contributions. Automatically enrolling employees in Roth 401ks has become popular. 62% of plans use so-called auto-enrollment, Okay, now often companies don't set Roth savings as the default option. They set the default option as the traditional savings, right? And employees who don't know the difference, they'll just continue on uh, in that traditional uh, savings without taking the proactive approach and changing that allocation. Further, employers that match 401k savings do so in pre-tax savings buckets, and higher earners may also mistakenly think uh, that there are income limits to contribute to a Roth 401k, which is not true. And this is one of the biggest reasons why I love a Roth 401k. Uh, and we'll get to it here in just a minute, because what I'm about to go into is the pros and cons of the Roth 401k, right? We all like pros and cons lists. So here we go. Pros, very simply, withdrawals are tax-free. You can take money out later on. The money will not be taxed, which is fantastic. Okay. 
further, special situations allow for penalty-free early distributions. Now, what's this mean? You can take tax-free withdrawals before age 59 and a half if you need funds as a result of a disability. Funds can also be transferred without a tax penalty to your heirs in the event of your death. This makes the Roth 401k a great estate planning tool. Uh, do note, however, that if your employer offers a match, you'll have to pay taxes on that money because matches are made on a pre-tax basis and are held in a separate account, okay? Uh, so that's a big deal. But my favorite pro, right? And, and probably the biggest reason that Roth 401ks are super useful to people in all income brackets is that there are no income limitations, Okay. Regardless of your annual income, you can contribute to a Roth 401k up to the contribution limit. Right. Uh, and this is fantastic because it's not the case for the Roth IRA. Okay. The Roth IRA, uh, you have income limits there. If you make up to a certain amount, uh, in a Roth IRA, then, you know, you can't directly contribute money into it. Now you can do the backdoor Roth at least for now, but they've, you know, talked about closing up the backdoor, uh, in Congress. So, um, that may not always exist, but this Roth 401k, you could absolutely put money into it. Not only are there no income limitations to putting money into the Roth 401k, the contribution limits are extremely high relative to uh, the Roth IRA. So for this year, right, uh, the Roth IRA, you could put in $6,000 per person per year. Okay. But for the Roth 401k, you could put up to $19,500 per person per year. And that's just your contributions, not including the contributions that are made by your employer. And that's not including if you're over the age of 50, you can tack on an extra $6,500 to those contributions. So, I mean, the contribution limit difference is absolutely huge when it comes to the difference between the IRA and the 401k. Now, um, cons here are that contributions are not tax deductible because they are only tax deductible for the traditional 401ks and IRAs. Uh, and then minimum distributions are required. So like I was saying earlier, uh, RMDs have to be taken by age 72 if you keep the money in the Roth 401k. Now, let's say you retire, right? And you have a Roth 401k. What I would suggest that you do, right? And many you know, financial advisors would agree uh, in this place, you take that money, especially if you're over age 59 and a half, uh, that way you have access to all the money if you do this. You take that money and you roll it into uh, direct transfer rollover into a Roth IRA, right? Uh, and a Roth IRA does not have RMDs, required minimum distributions that you must begin taking at age 72, whereas uh, the Roth 401k does. And this really kind of baffles me because I don't understand you know, why the Roth 401k would have this and the Roth IRA wouldn't, um, or why Roth accounts at all would have these, because the whole point of the required minimum distribution for the government is let's get tax revenue, right? Uh, because the traditional accounts, you haven't paid taxes on that money and you've even gotten a tax break a, you know, a long time ago. So if you die with that money in that you know, type of account, or if you live a long time with that money in that account just growing, they're not getting their taxes. And so they uh, require the, you know, these minimum distributions. But with the Roth, you've already paid the taxes and you're not gonna pay taxes when you pull it out. So why would they care? But for some reason with the Roth 401k, they do. Uh, and so they uh, have these RMD rules. But if you roll it into a Roth IRA, uh, you can get over this particular con. So the cons are very minimal, right? Uh, but the pros are absolutely huge uh, for the Roth 401k. And again, remember, when I say Roth 401k, uh, many of these things, and uh, there may be minor differences, but many of these 
uh, rules also apply for the Roth 403B, the Roth TSP, uh, all these different types of Roth accounts. Now, how do I think about investing in a Roth 401k? Well, let me tell you what we do in my household, right? Uh, me and my wife, we both have investing accounts, right? Um, we have the following. We have a Roth IRA for me, Roth IRA for her, right? Because each spouse can have a Roth IRA. We have a taxable brokerage account, right? That is in both of our names, right? She has offered to her a 401k and that 401k has a Roth option. And so we choose the Roth option. Okay, so we have that. Um, we have accounts for my son. Uh, we have an HSA, all these different things, right? But let's focus quickly on uh, the Roth accounts, the taxable account, and uh, obviously the Roth 401k because that's what this uh, episode is about. So we actively contribute to uh, both the Roth 401k and the Roth IRAs. And let, let me explain to you exactly why this is the case. Because to put away at least 15% of our household income, which we do more than that, right? Uh, but in doing so, right, we are not going to uh, hit the 401k limit uh, in taking the match. Because what I tell you to do is I tell you to take the match in your 401k, right? Uh, so we take the match. And the match that, that she's offered is 4%. So we take the 4% uh, of her income uh, as the match. Then we say any other investing that we're going to try to do, we're going to put it into our Roth IRAs. Now, why would we do that? Well, we would do that because we get the same tax treatment as the 401k, right? Yet we have more control over what the money can be invested in, right? And we can take, I mean, not that you would, but you can get your hands on your contributions at any time with the Roth IRA because there have already been taxes paid on those contributions, so you can do that, right? Um, but you can you can control what the money's invested in. Now, contribution limits are lower, right? But between the two of us, we can put um, the for this past year and for the years uh, moving forward until we're age fifty. Um, you know, we can put twelve thousand dollars a year total into Roth IRAs on top of what gets put into uh, the Roth four hundred one k, right? So even though the Roth four hundred one k has all these advantages and is you know huge. Um, it is not the place that we go to first after taking the match. Now, obviously, if you can use the Roth 401k and take the match, fantastic, right? Uh, but then after that, move to the Roth IRA if you can contribute directly to it. Now, for those of you who cannot contribute directly to it, for sure, stick with the Roth 401k. Not to mention, 401ks are likely going to have higher fees than IRAs anyway, right? This is why I love the Roth IRA, uh, but the Roth 401k is really the next best, best option. So if if some point we get to this place where, okay, we take the match and then we put money into the Roth IRAs and then we still need to do more investing for retirement, uh, then what would we do? We would turn around and put more money uh, into uh, the Roth 401k, um, you know, up to whatever contribution limit is at that time, right? Uh, because taking that Roth option will be better for us over the long term, mathematically, uh, than the traditional option would be, uh, or the traditional IRA or whatever else. Not to mention, if you make more money, uh, then you can't put money into the Roth IRAs directly, like I said, and so you would have to revert to the Roth 401k uh, for that particular type of tax treatment, which can be extremely advantageous uh, to you. So 
that's how we do it. That's how we focus on our investing for retirement. Obviously, we put money into taxable accounts too, but for different reasons for future bridge investing, meaning getting us uh, between you know wherever we want to retire or you know things that we want to do before uh, we actually get to retirement, having money invested for that so we don't have to uh, take on penalties by dipping into our retirement accounts early. But nonetheless, right? The Roth 401k is a great tool, right? And the higher your income is, the better a tool uh, it is. Uh, and if you're investing in a 401k at all, it can be a great tool. You're taking the match. Uh, well, you can you know take a match and uh, get Roth money on the contributions that you make, which is absolutely fantastic. So uh, I just feel like the less that I can pay in taxes later on, the better, right? The less I have to worry about taxes later on, the better, right? And if we're trying to build wealth, we're trying to build relatively large nest eggs, uh, then the goal, right, would be to have money there that we can use on, you know, whatever we want. And we can have a good, um, you know, retirement uh, income. And we don't have to uh, stress about our retirement income. But you can add stress to your retirement income. And you can add stress to your nest egg if you have to pay taxes out of it. Because let's say you get to retirement and you want to take you know, $250,000 a year off your uh, retirement accounts because, you know, you built it up and you were awesome and you have plenty of money there to, to do that. Well, in order to get that amount net of taxes, right, you're going to have to take out a lot more than $250,000. So if you have traditional accounts, that's what you're going to have to do. Uh, but with a Roth account, you just take out $250,000. You pay no taxes on it. So you don't have to worry about the taxable portion um, or just the taxable uh, implications of taking money off of retirement accounts. So Hopefully this uh, clears things up for you about uh, the Roth 401k. This year you could put up to $19,500 uh, per person into it uh, up to age 50. Age 50 plus you can put $26,000 and then all that increases by $1,000 next year. Um, so if you have the availability, you have the ability to put money into one, maybe it's something that you should look into. Uh, and if you don't have the availability of one, but you have a 401k, 403b uh, with your workplace, go ask HR about it, right? If nothing else, ask and uh, maybe get a couple of your, you know, employee, you know, your fellow employees together and just be like, hey, can we go and kind of, you know, petition HR uh, about getting this if it's going to be a really good option for you? And I think it absolutely can be, especially if you are, a high earner, but even if you aren't, um, you know, it can be extremely beneficial and it can be an easy way to get just easy payroll deductions. If you don't want to have to worry about the whole Roth IRA thing, like I was talking about, you can just go straight payroll deductions into the Roth 401k and you'll be way better off, uh, over a long period of time than you would have been in a traditional account anyway. So that's my spiel on the Roth 401k. Hopefully you can take advantage of it. And hopefully you learned something in today's video, uh, today's episode that you uh, you didn't know before. Uh, and maybe you can apply it to your own investing life. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis.
So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.